0: The title of this message is going to be about praying and obeying. Most people think that they can go to God and get an answer. But I know that the Word of God always says is based on a promise and it has a condition. Amen. John says whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we kept his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Well that is a big statement But it also has to line up with the Word of God. Amen? So you can't just help-hazardly pray and ask God for things if you're not doing what the Word of God says. And one of the things is obeying. The word has to line up with your actions. If you're not obeying God, if you're not doing the will of God, and you're asking for things without giving any thought, you have to come to realize that you have to ask God to search your heart. Because I talked to y'all about the heart leaving it pure. And if it's anything that's in your heart that does not learn up, uh, line up with the Word of God, you can hinder your prayers. The Bible teaches that if you have a ought with your brother, Go to your brother and make it right, basically. Paraphrase. And so, if you're not doing that, then you're not doing what the Word of God teaches us to do. Amen? John's Reader's New Christ's Commands And could test themselves by them. So if their conscience is clear, they can come to God without fear and with bold confidence. And that's the thing, you have a a clear conscience. So you can expect God to do great and mighty things for you. When believers approach God they can receive whatever their request is because they obey God and do the things that please him. So if you're doing things that doesn't please God, you must know that God will not answer your prayers. And a lot of people wonder why God answered my prayers. Well. You have to check yourself. You have to step out the box and look at yourself and figure out what you're doing and why God's not answering your prayer. You have to have a clean heart and clean hands. You find it in, in, in Psalms. When you come to God, you have to have clean hands and clean heart. Amen. jesus said in his final discourse to his disciples as recorded in john fifteen seven, but if you stay joined to me and my words remain in you you may ask anything you like and it will be granted amen but as a believer remaining in christ and christ's work are remaining in in the believer But when a believer is remaining in Christ and Christ's words are remaining in the believer, his or her prayers will be answered. This does not mean that all requests are granted. This does not mean that all requests are granted. The context of John 15 suggests that the prayers should pertain to fruit-bearing and glorifying the Father. The same whole truth for John's statement. We will receive whatever we request. Amen. Believers' requests will be honored by God when they are focused on accomplishing God's will. Amen. So one of the things is it has to accomplish God's will. John 3.23 says that uh, John has been expressing exactly what Jesus had said. This had also been his commandment, which is one commandment expressed in two parts. They are not, not two separate commands, but one, since faith and love cannot be separated. Believers must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. So if, you, if you're not loving a person, it could be just one person that you're not loving, then your prayers are going to be hindered until you get it right. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess with our mouths, And believe believe in our heart that God has forgiven us. That's the thing. You have to know that God has forgiven you. See, we serve a merciful and gracious God. And my Bible teaches me that there's nothing too hard for God. God's able to do anything for you. All you have to do is line up with the Word of God and do what it says, and your prayers shall not be hindered but answered, amen? You cannot love one another without having faith in Christ or truly believe in Him without having love for other believers. God and the believers live in one another. God and the believers live in one another. The presence of the Spirit in each believer's life makes this possible. The Christian lives in the Spirit and the Spirit lives in the Christian. The best analogy is a human being's relationship to air. People must live in the air, so that the air can come into them. Amen. The indwelling Spirit provides believers with the presence of the indwelling Christ. That the Holy Spirit lives in people means that Christ lives in them. And you can find that in Romans 8, verses 9 through 11. And when Jesus gave his Spirit to live in Christians, he gave them To live in them, the mutual relationship between the mutual relationship believers living in Christ as He lives in them shows itself in Christians who kept these three essential commands: believe in Christ, love the brother and sister, and live morally upright lives. The Spirit's presence is not only spiritual and mystical, but it is also practical. Believers conduct conduct verifies his presence. Amen. May God add the reading and the hearing of the word.